We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Mertig. It's a Friday show. We're excited to be back. How are you doing, Andrew? Um, Do you have a good Thanksgiving, sir? Yeah, I guess. It's great to be back. Thanks for setting me up with that, Kyle. Sorry, I'm excited uh, about Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're trying not to be transparent here, and then and then you're just going to throw me under the bus. Yes, my Thanksgiving was very good. I, we're... we're, we're just so the listeners know, we're recording just before Thanksgiving because uh, we need that time to be with our families. We're traveling and we want the podcast to sound okay and not have to deal with guest internet service. So uh, thanks for just throwing me right under the bus on that one. Yeah, so uh, you haven't had a Thanksgiving yet is the uh, moral of the story. But by this time on Friday, we will both have stuffed our faces with plenty of great Thanksgiving foods and enjoyed our time with hopefully some family and friends and those kinds of things. So um, we're here to talk about some football, but Andrew, I got to ask you, are you going to enjoy the Thanksgiving feast or are you one of the, the, I guess, few that I should judge for the way that you treat Thanksgiving food? Tell me about this. Uh, Andy Herman and I have a lot in common, right? (laughs) Not a huge Thanksgiving food guy. I will, I will say I'll have a little bit of Turkey. I'll have a bunch of mashed potatoes I'll go uh, real heavy on the biscuits. I'm a big biscuit guy, Kyle. Big biscuit guy. Go real heavy on that. For dessert, I actually like cheesecake on Thanksgiving. I know that's like a cardinal sin. Get out. But like my mom or grandma will special make a cheesecake for me and I will house like 75% of it. You're like in the corner eating it by yourself because you're not eating any of the other food. Is that like how this is going? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay, with like a fork and just like the whole plate of cheesecake. I rec- I recognize that I'm weird, but you know, I'm with Andy. I could go for a pizza on Thanksgiving. Doesn't sound that, bad. That's all right. You know, I I I would say I can respect it, but I can't. That is unacceptable. Um, this is one of my favorite <laughs> days of the year. You get football, you get family, and you get the amazing food. And you can't. Oh my goodness, the 
Uh, do you call it dressing or do you call it stuffing? Like what's we call it stuffing here. Stuffing over there. Yeah, I think that's the right term. I think. That's but I good. grew up in northern Wisconsin, like the the far upper reaches of northern Wisconsin. So sometimes we call things like sometimes we call things th- things that are different, and sometimes it's very similar to like the Minnesota. Ah, yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, and not not so much the Wisconsinite yeah. things. Like I got into the casserole versus hot dish debate, and I'm not yeah. really sure what side I'm on. That's fair. That's fair. It's it's interesting, you know. Like we all have our differences, and it, that's okay, right? I think. What do you like though? You you you're totally copping out on this question. I know. No, I like it really. Like I like it all. I, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the the turkey. Obviously, the most important. This is underrated. You have to have a really good relish tray. So you've got to have your olives, your pickles, all of those things on the side. That's important. He's making the most disgusted face right now. That's It's fantastic. And then <laughs> let me tell you, cranberry sauce straight from the can. You do not mess up cranberry sauce. You eat it directly from the can. It slides out and makes a disgusting sound. And that's the way God intended for cranberry sauce to be eaten. And I will tell you, my wife insists on mixing it with Jello and it is the most profane thing I think I've ever seen in my life because it's just it's just terrible. Don't tell she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> she doesn't respect our work, so she'll never hear that. But we fight about cranberry sauce every holiday. So that's where I'm at. I love the holiday and I'm excited to dig into some good food on Thursday. Uh, I'm very happy for you and very <laughs> disgusted by the thought of cranberry sauce in the can. Right. But uh, we should probably talk some football. You wanna right? do that? All We're right, not the okay. Tuesday crew. We can't just talk <laughs> the whole time. That's right. All or right. Wednesday? I don't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The Wednesday crew. The Oreo crew, right? Yeah. Love you guys. Okay, so we're going to transition to some football, talk about what we're here for, so we don't lose everyone if they don't share the passion or lack thereof for their Thanksgiving food along with us. But happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great one. We're back today to talk another round of key matchups and X-Factors. And as always, we are going to take some time and dive into the Packers' upcoming opponent, their roster, talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the game. And then, of course, we each share our X-Factor prediction for uh, that week at the end of the show. Week 11 was not the result that fans were looking for. Lots of exciting moments and a Packers team that did rally after being down early, but ultimately a very disappointing loss to a division rival in Minnesota. Uh, But it's week 12 now, and the Packers are ready to take on the L.A. Rams in a battle for what is the top of the NFC. So excited to jump in here. Andrew, let's get going with some of these matchups. Yeah, so... There might be some people out there that are listening to us on Black Friday that are out to get that big ticket item. There might be some people that are out deer hunting that are looking for that trophy buck. (laughs) I'm starting with that top of the lineup matchup, the big one, and I get to be the lazy one this week, Kyle. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. This is the premier matchup for this game and likely one of the best matchups for the entire season for the Packers. And if there is a player in the NFL capable of slowing Devontae down, it probably is Jalen Ramsey. He has been phenomenal all year and has begun to take on even uh, a little bit more of a versatile role than he has even in, in the past. The Rams have utilized him as a blitzer and as a coverage guy in more of a moving role rather than just lined up on the outside. He's shadowing the best receiver all over the place. So I'm going to be really interested to see how they choose to match up with Adams. If Ramsey is going to just follow him all around the field, 
I do think that opens up some opportunities for others. We we saw Rodgers finally get that connection with MVS in Minnesota, and, and 12 seemed much more willing to take the check down when it presented itself, at least in the second half. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers continue to find creative ways to get the playmakers the ball, and there are going to be some critical third downs where Devontae simply has to win one-on-one versus Ramsey because we know Rodgers is going to be looking his way. That pass rush is going to be ferocious. He's going to have to win early. In, in those critical situations, I'm not expecting him to win every matchup with Ramsey, but there's going to be times when when that's going to be the thing standing between the Packers, converting, getting first downs, extending drives, and not. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you, and I agree that Rodgers seem to have that working there very much in the second half. Maybe not so much in the first, uh, but they seem to be on the same page later in that Minnesota game. I'm also going to talk with you a little bit about another one of those big ticket items. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Aaron Donald here and his matchup with the Packers interior offensive line. And you can't talk about the Rams and their defense without talking about Aaron Donald. You just can't do it. Andrew talked about Jalen Ramsey because of the impact that he can have against even the league's best wide receivers. And I got to talk about Donald for the same reason. Uh, Donald is one of the best and most impactful players in the entire league. And honestly, um, it's regardless of position. He's just that good. He's PFF's second best defensive lineman, and he makes his presence known on every single snap. And now he's got a matchup with the Green Bay Packers and a young and a little bit beat-up offensive line here, I think you could say. Obviously, you'd love to have David Bakhtiari back so that Elton Jenkins could slide inside and help, but that probably wasn't going to happen anyway. And now Jenkins is done for the year with that ACL injury, and that really, really stings for this team. Uh, So you're looking at Runyon. You're looking at Lucas Patrick and Royce Newman playing your interior spots, most likely, uh, with Turner and Nyman playing the tackle spots in week 12 here. And, I mean, it's just crazy. Aaron Donald is a tough assignment for anyone, but it sure feels like the Packers' better game plan for some interior pressure and shouldn't really expect Rodgers to have all day just to sit back and throw these long developing deep balls. But I'll be watching to see how Patrick Runyon and Newman hold up here. Uh, They've all played really well at times. The consistency is what you're looking for. Uh, They've, you know, obviously the opposite's true as well. They've had those struggle moments. Uh, But Sunday would be a great time for them to put it all together, play their best football because they're going to need to going up against one of the best in the business in Aaron Donald. Yeah, and after the Packer game on Sunday, watching some some other teams play, right? Uh, You saw what what Cam Hayward did for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe that was against the Chargers. You, You saw what Chris Jones did for the Chiefs against, they playing the Cowboys? Chiefs play. I believe so. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> long but it was, they they wrecked the games. They they completely dominated the games. They they changed the way the offenses played against them. And and quite frankly, Aaron Donald's better than both of those guys. Yeah. And my greatest fear is that the Packers don't double team them. And if if I'm the Rams, I'm just lining Aaron Donald up against Royce Newman every play. Um, and and see what you do. And and for the Packers, I think you just need to swallow the bullet and say, you know what? If we're going to help out Nyman, we're going to have to do it with the tight end or the running back. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to leave Billy Turner on an island, and we're going to have to to cover whoever yeah. the other interior edge or the other interior defensive lineman is, Ashawn Robinson or whoever else they're going to put in there. 
one on one, and and they're going to have to win those matchups. And we're going to say, listen, we're going to throw two guys at Aaron Donald on maybe every play, but certainly on every third down. And we're just going to say, if you can beat two guys, good for you. Um, if your other guys can win one on one reps, good for them. But we are not going to let Aaron Donald take this game over. And honestly, like I was just going to say that, like that's something that you never thought that you would have been comfortable saying maybe a couple months ago. But Nyman showed well enough earlier in the season that you feel like you can at least try that, right? Like let that plan fail with maybe some tight end chips and things on the outside versus starting with needing to give him all the help, which I think does benefit this team as they try to game plan against Donald. But I think you're right. You can't go into this game and not do something pretty specific and special in your game planning to know that you've got to stop him coming up the middle against this really young and inexperienced group. Yeah, and that I mean that that's what makes playing the Rams really tough, right? You need to identify we're 99 and Jalen Rams, we're in five. What's he wearing right now? I think it's five. Five. Um, But but you have to identify where those two players are in every single play, and that's a tough order for a quarterback. Typically, they're looking at maybe one guy on the other defense that you yeah. really need to focus on. But you know, obviously, Aaron Rodgers um, needs to keep those two guys in mind as they're both superstars. And um, a guy that's emerging as a, a superstar for the Rams, Cooper Cup. Man. Uh, and so my next key matchup is Cooper Cup uh, against Eric Stokes. Stokes. You know, he's coming off of a rough game against Justin Jefferson, and he, he gets reprieve by going up against the most productive wide receiver in the league, who's not Devontae Adams. So that's not great. Uh, tough turnaround. It Life is hard as a rookie Seriously. corner in the NFL, as uh, some friends from the draft dudes have said before. Yeah. And holy man, when you're going up against the uh, teams that the Packers have in this stretch of the schedule, it is tough. But... Uh, you know, while Cup has quickly become one of the most technical route runners in all of football and has the quickness and, and really elite hands to complement that skill set perfectly, I don't think it will always be Eric Stokes matched up against him. But based on the way that the Packers have played these matchups the last few weeks, I do think he's going to get quite a few opportunities against him. And the good news is Stokes should be used to facing a wideout like Cup, like pretty much every single day at practice, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> uh, but I'm, you know, I'm far less worried about Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side, but the Packers are going to have to figure out all those coverage lapses they had against the Vikings on combo routes because I'm going to go ahead and just make the assumption, Kyle, that Sean McVay was sitting at home, you know, probably shirtless in his pool <laughs> during the bye week, watching the Vikings confuse the living daylights out of the Packers defensive backs. <laughs> this is absolutely something Joe Barry is going to have to get straightened out in yeah. a hurry. Um, and, and side note, Packers defensive backs can feel free to make plays on the ball in this game. That That's totally fine. They, <laughs> guys, fine. go ahead and do it. I, I know like that's not your job, but if you want to just make the, the plays on the ball that are right in front of you, Maybe not turn the wrong direction against Adam Thielen and let the ball whiz past your helmet. Maybe uh, maybe catch the the ones that are thrown directly to you by Kirk Cousins over and over and over. So um, feel free to make those plays. These are all hypothetical situations. I don't think we're talking about <clears throat> excuse me anything in particular, right? Hello, friends. We're getting to that point in the season where your survivor team is probably eliminated. Your fantasy team that drafted Saquon Barkley and OBJ probably isn't doing the best. And maybe you're looking for something new to kickstart those fantasy football feelings. 
Well, let me tell you about Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on those matchups. One of my favorite aspects of Better Fantasy is that it offers prop betting. So even if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can still get in on the action. This is a totally free-to-play game that you can download on your iPhone or Android today. And the absolute best news of all, you can use code PACKADAY when you create your account to receive 1,000 better credits when you start your account. That's Better Fantasy, B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy with promo code PACKADAY. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, not at all. I, uh, I I try not to use real life situations in in these examples. Exactly, but I'm glad you gave them that permission, just so that they, you know the defense has been playing so well. Nobody needs to show off, right? So I think that they've been holding back, but we're giving you permission. Defense, go ahead and make some of those plays. Um, it was a, a big deal was made early in the I guess season and end of the preseason when Cam Akers went down with an injury before that season really even started, but. Um, Daryl Henderson has been more than capable as a runner for this Los Angeles team. And I know he's not a flashy player, but he continues to get it done. And this is going to be a cold weather game. Uh, This might be a game where clock control is really important. We've come to enjoy a Packers defense lately that's playing really, really well. Uh, But last week we saw the Packers give up 34 points, which is kind of a rarity right now. We also saw the Vikings give the ball to their running back. 26 times on handoffs. Dalvin Cook got 22 of those carries, and it really helped the Vikings stay balanced in this game, to stay on the field and to keep the Packers off the field. The Vikings only beat the Packers by two minutes in the time of possession, right? But it felt a little bit worse than that to me watching the game. It kind of felt like the Vikings had the ball a little bit more and maybe had some more opportunities. Um, Obviously, we saw the Packers put up 31 points. But this offense isn't quite running on all cylinders right now. You can't blame uh, 
I guess you could. You could blame the a- absence of someone like Aaron Jones. You can blame Rodgers' toe injury if you want, uh, missing that crucial practice time. But regardless, the Packers need the ball more often if they're going to score. Um, and if they're not going to score every time they have it, they need it more often. So Henderson could be key in this cold weather game uh, in limiting the Packers' opportunities on offense. So I'll be watching to see if Green Bay can slow, at least, the Rams' running game to prevent the Rams from literally running away uh, with the time of possession in this game. So Green Bay needs big games from guys like Clark and from Lowry. And uh, the Packers' best grades on defense, according to Pro Football Focus, were along the defensive line in the Minnesota game. So Kingsley Kiki played really well. Tyler Lancaster had a good game. And they're going to need more of that uh, to help slow Henderson. I think that's a really big thing to watch in this football game as far as the Packers finding success but uh those are our key matchups in this football game andrew we have reached the point where we get to try to continue our x-factor predictions uh to keep our hot streak alive right i think we're still calling it a hot streak at this point right uh sure yeah i mean the same way the packers are on a hot streak right like we had a little slip up last week Uh, i had a little slip up last week i don't want to talk about uh, the the cornerback who I picked, who literally oh, always sorry. has slip ups. Yeah, sorry but, about that. Uh, hey, in the literal sense, I'm gonna claim my Preston Smith one. I felt like I felt pretty good about that one. So that was very good. Yeah. I'll, I'll so you, you know, I guess if we if we can have a collective score, then Let's then do that. Maybe we did pretty well. Yeah, Preston was awfully impressive. Um, this week I'm gonna go with Marquez Valdez Scantling. I I mentioned before. I think Marquez Valdez Scantling. I did it again. Uh. I mentioned before, I think Adams gets a ton of Jalen Ramsey, and that that is going to leave MVS with a really big opportunity. And in his his career, there just always seems to be a little bit of a disconnect between him and Rodgers, and they finally, finally seem to get on the same page on Sunday. And here's something that will sound hyperbolic, but I truly mean this. I think MVS could be the key to this season. Rodgers needs a weapon. A second weapon, I should say. We know MVS has (laughs) the physical talent to be a star receiver, but there has always been something holding him back. And if he can ascend this offense, could take that next step to be complementary to the defense. And if the Packers start to get healthy-er, that that could push them into the stratosphere come playoff time. And I'm, I'm dead serious. If MVS is clicking, this offense returns to the state that they were last year where they were the number one offense and nobody could slow them down. And I think this defense, despite the hiccup last Sunday, I think this defense has enough going for it, especially if they get Z back and and maybe Jair that they could make a jump and be one of the scariest teams in the entire NFL. Yeah, I really like that call. And I, I, I didn't pick MVS. I wasn't thinking that way at all, but you talking about that, you really convinced me not just for this game. I'm excited about my guy for this game, but for the rest of the season, I think you're onto something there. I think it's huge. And really coming out of the preseason and into the early part of the season, we saw a different MVS. We saw a player who was doing all the same things, but was completing the plays, making the catches. And it didn't seem like you were giving up the um, little things like, you know, ball security, um, bringing the ball in at the end of the play, like completing the catch for the guy who could stretch the field. And if he can be that complete player, you're absolutely right. And 
this is where I'm going to transition here. I do think without someone like Tunyon on this football team, I do think the Packers need to find more creative ways to get the ball to the middle of the field. And that's obviously, it doesn't feel like that tight end is on this team. Um, it's just a little bit of a gap. So that may be someone like Randall Cobb who could be in the middle a little bit more, but that's opened up so much more if someone is stretching the field uh, vertically like MVS. And I am going to talk about Randall Cobb here, and he's my pick for for our X Factor this week. Uh, so we're both going receiver, but I think Green Bay is going to need uh, to game plan for some quick passes in this football game uh, to get the ball out early. I think Andrew is right that uh, the Adams-Ramsey matchup is one that changes how you play the game, and I think Cobb is the perfect quick outlet for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Rodgers isn't quite himself right now. He looked a lot better um, as he got into that second half of the Minnesota game, but the fit, foot injury has got to be a big part of that. But uh, if he can't feed Adams 15 targets, um, I think he's going to turn to someone else to establish a little bit of a rhythm. And Cobb is that guy that he trusts. And Cobb's been in a lot of big games, and he's shown up in those spots. And so I think we see another game from Cobb that completely validates his value as a veteran addition. And I think he does get a score in this game. So excited to watch Randall Cobb get some more opportunities on Sunday against the Rams. Absolutely. And that short handoff with the option play to yeah, Dylan was, that was fun. such a thing of beauty. I, I love creative scheme. Yeah. And when Matt LaFleur is letting things fly, it, it, it can be really fun. And, you know, to have a player like Randall Cobb that you trust the ball in his hands like that, right? Because yeah. he, he did a little option quarterback at Kentucky. Yeah. And um, it, that's that's fun and exciting. Um, so let's transition to the last part of our show today. And that is what is the Rams path to victory and what is the Packers path to victory? Whew. Um, man, this is tough because I think we've we you know, last week we kind of played it up like, you know, like is Minnesota a trap game? And like, we talked about that, obviously it didn't go the Packers way, but this feels like a really difficult matchup. You know, like this is a game where it doesn't feel like the Packers walk in and win this football game. Um, especially considering all the injuries, it feels like this is going to be a tough game and one they're going to have to play their best football to win. I think the Packers need to run the football incredibly well in this game to win. Uh, Dylan only had 11 carries on Sunday. He had six targets and six receptions, so incredibly efficient in the passing game and was a great weapon there. But only 11 carries in that Minnesota game. Obviously, game script went away that they probably, you know, had to get away from some of that uh, grinded out football with with Dylan. But man, it just feels like for this team to be successful and to control the clock, not let get things get out of hand. It seems like Dylan needs to be a big piece of this. Obviously, you'd love to have Aaron Jones, but I mean, Dylan. He's, he's proven his worth, and he's a good player. I think that that needs to be at least 15 carries, um, maybe even more for this team to, to come out with a win on Sunday. So I'm looking for um, the the uh, running game to be a big piece of this, and I know that sounds a little bit, you know, I don't know what you say. Like, you need a certain amount of carries doesn't necessarily mean you get a win, but I just think that they need to give the ball to Dylan and, and grind it out and make them commit to stopping the run. Yeah, I think your point earlier, not being able to stop the run, uh, from a Rams perspective do it with Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I, I think that's a potential backbreaker for the Packers. I do think, you know, we're going to be having a little bit warmer weather than the normal, but it won't be it won't be super warm on Sunday. I'm expecting 30s. So, OK, you know, that's that's good news. Matt Stafford doesn't always play super well at Lambeau. Uh, sometimes he puts up some pretty good stats, but historically hasn't had a lot of team success. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that could be a factor 
um, being outside for the LA team in, right. in the cold, um, even if we don't necessarily think it's Midwestern cold, I, I think will be a factor as well. And for the Packers, I mean, just executing on offense, that's going to be the key, not having those big negative plays. You know, you're going to have to block up Donald. You're going to have to not turn the ball over. Um, those are tough things to do because this is an opportunistic defense. But I think if the Packers can sustain drives, they're going to have a really good shot. And the defense needs a bounce back. And that's going to include uh, Matt Stafford is going to give you some opportunities, right? He's, he's going to give you some some chances to make picks. Packers got to actually catch the ball. And I think, you know, the Packers have an advantage on the defensive line. The Rams offensive line is playing pretty well, um, but they're not full of a bunch of world beaters. They're, they're, they, they have a lot of sort of low minimum salary kind of players on that line. And there's some some matchups that can be taken advantage of there. And I think if the Packers can control that defensive line, they'll certainly stop the run, but then, you know, they got to execute on third down, which they Mm -hmm. just didn't do against Minnesota. Their their defense gave up far too many third down conversions. So um, I I think those are all paths to victory for uh, the the Packers. And, you know, for the Rams, obviously, I, I think they, they come in with a really good team and um, it probably does come down to turnovers and penalties. Penalties also like yes, really yeah. bad for Green Bay. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You can blame the rest if you want. That's fine. But the Packers just were sloppy on mm-hmm. Sunday all yep. around. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the large, large majority of those penalties were pretty obvious and uh, all hurt pretty bad. So um, that's where we're at. That's the preview for the Rams Packers, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday, and next week we're going to be back. We have something very special planned for you on the bye week, uh, and I think you're really going to enjoy it, or you're going to hate it a lot. But either way, (laughs) you're definitely going to want to check it out. So thanks for listening, and as always, remember... Go, hey, go!